0: And welcome back to the GOATs Fantasy Football Podcast. Whew. I'm your host, Dave. I'm Jubon. And here we are, week two of the preseason. Are we doing once a week now? My we goodness. are back to once a week, thank goodness. Wow. I, I was getting so lonely without you here recording <laughs> with me,
1: Jubon. Our masses of fans are demanding once a week.
0: Yes, yes they are. Even though they're they're not calling anymore. Oh um, sad day.
1: On that note, On please that call in.
0: Yes, please call in. Use the Anchor app, click the button at the top of the podcast It says send a question, uh, or just give us a call, 707-474-4897. Leave a voicemail, and yeah, we're probably going to talk about you because nobody's calling.
1: We do take international calls as
0: well. We do, and <laughs> if there's no extra cost. It's completely covered <laughs> by Google. It's amazing. So, week two of the preseason, I did watch less football this week. Yeah. Um, but... Still, you know, way more preseason than I usually watch. Yeah, for sure. Um, So opening with the best news I've heard all preseason, hmm. Josh Gordon has been reinstated. Sending in the photo of Kyrie Kill must have worked. <laughs> you know, it's really funny because I keep, like, I remember when he got to them, they're like, you know, I really hope he can just get his life on the right track. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, yeah, no, it was just weed. I was like, wait, I thought he was, like, doing crazy stuff. <laughs> Uh well I mean we'll see. Um but hey, I mean I think a little a lot of it has to do with the newcoming C D A. Um actually never mind. Did you see last night's game at all? No they were interviewing Philip Lindsay. Okay. And they're like, so you still live with your parents, right? Because he's an undrafted rookie. Yeah. I mean, he makes money, but like, he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, and with the lockout coming up soon, I got to save money. Oh. And I was like, oh, damn. No, 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 no. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. You know what? I'm going to make this podcast going to have swears now. We can swear <laughs> all you want. I'll, get, I'll just hit the explicit button going forward. I'm tired of censoring. <laughs> so we're good. We're good. Um, but yeah, no, he totally said that. And like, the so reporter's understand. face, like, <laughs> convulsed when he said it, like, that's not going to happen, but it could happen. Yeah, they have to allow, because it's so stupid. How much would that suck for our dynasty league if it went to a
1: lockout? right oh after my, our yeah. first season? <laughs> this pot would go on a yeah, we a hiatus. Have to,
0: so how does that affect draft picks? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll
1: figure that out if we have to. <laughs> uh,
0: but back to Josh Gordon. Obviously, this is a huge boost for the Pats offense. Yep lot less pressure on Nikhil Harry to perform right away. Yeah. A lot less pressure on Edelman to be the guy to carry the team. Yeah. All good. Uh, even as a Julian Edelman owner, I'm relieved because that just means that Edelman will be more open underneath. Like, yeah. It's just going to make everything better.
1: I don't think this affects Edelman really that much. The people that affects are the rest of the people. Nikhil Harry, Philip Dorstead. I mean, I think you saw a Inman asked for his release after Josh Gordon got reinstated. Yeah, because he, he wasn't going to make it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean... It's huge. Josh Gordon, obviously one of the best wide receivers in the league when he plays. Love him.
0: Yeah, and I think the, the person this affects the most is our dear friend Kyle. Mm. Uh, as many of you know, I have a ranking system that basically measures the ECR of your likely starters. Kyle was ranked 5 last week. He has now jumped into rank 2. He has jumped ahead of Nick.
1: Wait, what?
0: Yeah, that's oh, how much yeah. he jump at the Josh Warden news. I mean, there's still no
1: risk with Josh Warden. Oh, Gordon.
0: of course. I mean, honestly, <laughs> and if you look at actual depth beyond the starters, Nick's team is still the strongest. So, grain of salt, right? Mm. But, yeah, I mean... Kyle has possibly one of the best receiving cores in our league. Mm. He's got uh, Hopkins. Okay. He's got uh, Tyler Lockett. He's got Chris, John- Godwin. Chris
1: Godwin and Josh Gordon. That's not bad. That's
0: not bad. That's huh? not
1: bad. That's like the wide receiver one, potentially wide receiver one, and Josh Gordon and two, like, solid wide receiver twos. Right.
0: And then he's got yeah. Sean Watson for quarterback.
1: And he's got Hunter Henry at tight end. <laughs> okay. So, cool, good, cool.
0: You know, I mean – Really his weakest position is running back where he has Lamar Miller and David Johnson, which is not a bad situation.
1: Yeah. Um Lamar Miller but David Johnson's solid.
0: You know, I'm I'm on the fence about David Johnson. I think I mean obviously mm. he'll he was a running back one last year, there's no reason to think he'll be worse. But I don't know if I'm I'm drinking less Kool Aid on this Cliff Kinsberry mm. offense, especially after what we just
1: saw Kyler Murray do this week. Yeah, that just means they're going to lean on him even more. I mean, there's still always going to be the threat of Murray running. There's still going to be the threat of him passing to someone. David Johnson's going to have open lanes, and the pace of play is going to be so huge. They're going to be running so many plays a game.
0: Yeah, I mean, receiving-wise, they'll probably be good, but running-wise, that line is terrible. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, speaking of preseason, um Noah Fant got a little uh, banged up last night, but he looks like he's fine. okay, should be no big deal. And then the big surprise of the week, DK Metcalf having knee surgery. Of course, Mr. Sunshine himself, Pete Carroll, said, no big deal, he'll be fine in no time. He just had a a knife in his
1: knee. I'm not surprised. This is one of 200 reasons that I didn't take him in the draft. I'm not a DK fan. Still not.
0: Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, But otherwise, I actually think it was a pretty light week. I know there were some defensive injuries, no doubt. But nothing hugely fantasy relevant, so that's some good news there. Agreed. All right, let's move on to talking about the week. Uh, I talked about it briefly with Kyler Murray. Man, what a rough week! Three for eight, yep. twelve total yards. Yep. Sacked twice, one for a safety where he basically just fell down. Like he, he fell down and took the safety.
1: Yeah. Like
0: yeah. that was terrible. He was
1: not a good game. I mean, yeah. Uh, what I'm figuring out a little bit as I as I watch a lot more preseason game is that. A good performance doesn't mean that much to me in preseason. A bad performance could mean something. If, if you're not doing well against these defenses that aren't scheming for you, that don't have the full playbook in, I mean, man, th- those lanes should be more open. Uh, so, Kyler Murray, Jimmy G, having that terrible game, one for six with an INT, well, like, I mean, that scares me for sure.
0: Yeah, no, definitely should. And another one who didn't look at, Dwayne Haskins. This is too rough for weeks. It looks like, you know, he's not going to get the job to start. It's going to be Case Keenum in the beginning. He's Definitely gonna, not going to get the job this year. Mean, 7 for 14, 114 yards, but, and one touchdown, but he fumbled. To me, that was a pass. I don't care what it was ruled on the <laughs> field. I watched that. Um, but he was also sacked three times. That line is not helping at all. He's not getting out of the way. Yes. It just wasn't good. Yeah, and
1: you compare that to what Daniel Jones has been doing. I mean, last week he looked good. This week he looked pretty solid. He had two fumbles. He's got to clean that up. But honestly, right at this stage with a rookie QB, I'm less worried about fumbles, more worried about INTs. He's, looks solid in that department.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I remember when the draft happened, Haskins laughed at Daniel Jones getting picked third. Yep. Did the Giants make the right call? I mean, I know you're not a Haskins fan, yep. but...
1: Uh, I mean, between the two, yeah, Daniel Jones, I still wouldn't have taken him that high in the NFL draft.
0: Yeah, but, no, I think yeah. that's right. But So, I mean... Obviously, Daniel Jones. You said you look great. Um, Eli looked pretty good on his opening drive, but again, you know you got to take everything in preseason with a grain of salt. Yeah. When do we have a quarterback controversy?
1: With yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the over under week seven ish. I don't expect this to be a very good team, even if Eli is playing decent or solid. I still don't expect this to be a good defense. I don't expect them to have great receivers. Uh, so eventually, people are gonna cry for a change.
0: I think i take the under. Really? I, I think he might oh. be in a week
1: four or five. Oh,
0: dang. Yeah, that's how bad I don't it is. know.
1: I think after after the coaching staff did, him, did Eli dirty last season, I think they're going to be a little bit more cautious about replacing him. But
0: but like you said, they're a terrible team. They're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Might as
1: well get your rookie the rest. That's true.
0: That's true. All right. Um, Moving on from quarterbacks, uh, you know, the uh, Dallas Rams game, we had the bat- the battle of who's going to fill in for if the main guy doesn't show up. Yeah. Darrell Henderson and Tony Pollard both ball. Uh, Henderson <laughs> had 64 yards on 12 plays with six rushes and six receptions, completely split load, looked great. Yeah. Pollard, 51 yards on half as many plays, he five, five rushes, one reception, looked amazing. Yeah. Um, it even prompted the quote unquote Ziku moment from Which, Jerry Jones. What
1: are you doing, Jones? Oh, like, and come on. Zeke is pissed. Yeah. He, did you see he flew back to Cabo? He was in Dallas and <laughs> he flew back to Cabo. That
0: I hadn't heard about. Yeah. That. That's crazy. Who are you doing? Yeah, no, I mean, these two guys could be steals of the draft. Congratulations. I know, uh, Darryl Henderson went to Zach. I forgot who grabbed Tony Pollard.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. But in, in, for Daryl Henderson, I'm kind of fading Todd Gurley a little bit less nowadays. I, I saw this cool set where I was like, if, if Todd Gurley got 50% less carries last year, he still would have been the running back, uh, 14. I mean, dude is a beast. he will still get his. It's not like Zeke, who's holding out and might not play. It's not like Melvin Gordon, who might not play. Gurley's going to play, and he's going to get his.
0: Yeah, I mean, no doubt. I mean, uh, part of it is you like, I think it was like 60 or 70% of your rushing value comes from within the red zone. Yeah, yeah. It's between the 20s doesn't mean crap for a running back. So it's very easy for Gurley to take a reduced workload and still great, great numbers. Yeah. Part of the reason I've been trying to talk to Nico about how he should get rid of him, (laughs) uh, but that didn't quite (laughs) work out. And they were saying what, he was
1: clocked at 21 miles per hour in a practice this year. Last year in the Super Bowl, he was, he had the fastest time clocked in the whole Super Bowl. Actually, even while he was dealing with that arthritic knee, uh, I'm not too worried about him anymore.
0: I mean, I to me, that sounded really stupid, whether they have like a radar gun. Of out course, of practice. No, they
1: have GPS on their, uh, on their jerseys.
0: Whatever. <laughs> like, go ahead and tell me if that just seems stupid to me. Huh. What are you doing? There it is. Who oh my there? goodness. Zach got Tony Pollard oh, too. Nice. Damn it, Zach. Okay. Okay. I had to spend okay. 10 minutes
1: looking that up, but I talked while looking it up. I'm pretty proud of myself right now. Okay. I don't know. I'm still not on the train of Pard isn't every down back. I, I know that's what Jones said. He just doesn't look like the kind of guy who can hold up to me. He's another Jamie Williams to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. 10, 13 carries maybe, or touches.
0: Yeah. yeah well, I mean, we'll see. Yeah? I, although it does look like Jamie Williams is going to be the one in uh, Kansas City. It does look that way, first crack at least.
1: Still, even last season when he was the one, he never got more than 13 rushes a game. That is, yeah, but putrid. He's, he's still balled out. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. I know that you're all gonna hate me for talking about Patriots Corner here, oh but we got to bring it up. Jacoby Myers is killing this preseason. He is going to make this team. He reminds me oh, of the yeah. season that Edelman broke out. Like, when, back when Edelman was just a punt returner and backing up to Wes Welker, and they went out to get Danny Amendola to replace Welker, and then Edelman just balled in preseason. And everybody went, oh, okay. I'm really looking forward to seeing week three, what he does with Brady on the field, mm-hmm. uh, for however little time Brady spends on the field. I mean, let's see, he got six receptions for 82 yards and another touchdown. Damn.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, Positive performances mean a little bit less to me than, or a lot less to me, than negative performances. It's good to see him get these reps in, but with Josh Gordon coming back, he's going to take a back seat. Of course he's going to make the cheat, but I don't know how much impact he's going to have this year.
0: Yeah, um, so, I mean, Jacoby Myers isn't, like, the same thing you said, Gordon doesn't affect Edelman. Sure. Gordon doesn't affect Myers. I I see Myers being that second slot receiver, like they used to do with Edelman and Amendola. Okay,
1: I can see that. You got
0: you got your deep guy out front, and then your two slot guys, because you ain't got any more tight ends to receive. But it's
1: still a matter of targets. How many targets are there in this offense?
0: I think, if anything, it just means that maybe James White could get hit back with Now, again,
1: oh,
0: I'm not saying that this is what's going to happen. I don't have a crystal ball. Yeah. But this kid's balling out. He's a former quarterback. And they say that a lot of it is he knows what quarterbacks are looking sure. for. He knows what a quarterback likes in a receiver. And that's what Elman
1: does. Right. So yeah. he knows
0: when to cut. He knows how to get open. And that's just something I know Brady's going to appreciate. They could be on the same page, and he could earn that trust real quick.
1: It's true. In in a season where, you know, Brady's closing that door on his career, I can't see them leaning on a rookie for his final or second to last season or whatever it is for Brady. I just don't see I just don't see a huge season for him this year.
0: I, I agree. Yeah. I, I think but I I could see him having that rookie breakout, being relevant yeah. at the Ooh, second half of yeah. the season, and then next year I got a pretty great pick. But yep. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not saying that he's going to be another Josh Gordon on the team. I'm no, just, yeah. I'm just for an undrafted rookie, this kid's doing great. Sure. Um, that another thing, another Patriot. Sorry guys, you have to deal with this. Uh, Damien Harris, he finally made it on the field, not bearded up anymore. And he looked great. I mean, again, preseason's grain of salt. But he was making great t- cuts. He was breaking tackles. I mean, he had one catch he made off his shoelaces that was a little low. So, you know, he can catch the ball decently. I mean, yeah. he's not, you know, Mike Davis or anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, he looked good. His cuts looked strong. Uh, He also got caught from behind, though. So he looked a little step slow, which he is did. fine. LeGarrette Blund did that Patriots offense, had a crazy 16-touchdown season. You can be a solid back in this system without being a breakaway speed guy.
0: Yeah, and I, I do I do still think it's Sony's backfield. Yeah, I think yeah. as long as he stays healthy, which obviously is a big question mark, yeah. it is. So that wraps up our rookie chat. Let's. What, what are we still watching for in these games? Um, last week we talked about the Pittsburgh receiving crew. Yeah. James Washington, I think he's really coming along this preseason. Still making plays. Uh, Moncrief made one catch for a fumble. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so... You know, a lot of people were disappointed with James Washington last year. They were wondering if Pittsburgh had maybe lost their touchdown receivers. Looking like they probably didn't. He looks good to me.
1: Yeah. Pittsburgh offense is always interesting. I think James Washington has more potential. Moncrief has always been the deep threat, kind of big play kind of guy. He's more the Martavis Bryant to James Washington's Emmanuel Sanders compliment, you know. Uh Moncrief is never going to be a 10-catch guy. James Washington maybe can get some of the Underneath stuff. I know he's the burner, or he's a deep threat guy by design, but I think he learned some more nuances. He looks good. So does that mean Deontay
0: Johnson and uh, Montgomery are fighting here? Because Johnson's been looking good too. Yeah, Three for 46 and the
1: touchdown. Johnson's gonna make the team. I don't think he's gonna have an impact this year. That push off was a little. Yeah, scary it was. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, next thing I'm wondering. Where in the world is Love Bell? Now I I know that in preseason you're starting running backs don't often play. Yeah. But how mm-hmm. h- how many snaps has uh Love Bell taken with the Jets? How many times have you been on the field with Sam Darnold who's a this a sophomore quarterback? We haven't seen them work together. I know, you know, obviously this week will tell me a lot. Yeah. I I, I want to see Bell on the field. I want us to see how he does with his little stupid stutter step behind a terrible line. <laughs>
1: So it wasn't with, so stupid in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but Pittsburgh has an amazing <laughs> yeah, offensive
0: sure. line, and he knew if he waited, it would open. open. Yeah, I don't think he can get away with that in New York. Yeah, so I just yeah. want to see how it plays. You know, I talked a big game back when I had Bell on my lineup because someone stole Nick Chubb from me. Um, <laughs> but I was happy I mean, even with Melvin Gordon possibly missing. Oh, it's not, not eight games, please not eight. But even up to yeah. eight games, I could have where I'll be fine. Um, I was happy to get Bell out of my life on that team. Ty Montgomery, they actually signed Ty Montgomery after they signed yep. on Bell. They, they were like, Bell might not be enough. We need this guy, too. Yeah. And he's playing those reps. He's out there. I'm, I'm getting... I would be a little bit nervous if I was j Of course, j has a lot of nervous issues on his team. But...
1: <laughs> I wouldn't be too concerned. Le'Veon, you know who Le'Veon is. They paid him a crap ton. And I know it wasn't Gase and Bale, but the whole dispute with the GM and everything doesn't matter. He is there, bell cow. Sure. You think Phil has a time machine? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Phil traded good. AJ Jimmy Green Garoppolo,
0: AJ Green Yeah and Melvin Gordon yeah. for Patrick Mahomes I, I, At the time I was like Phil, you got ripped off and now on Kindside I'm like God damn, that was great. I mean, I
1: mean, Mel, Melvin Gordon like, he's still a stud It doesn't matter if he's going to hold out one year He's still a stud for Dynasty He won't be out the whole year he, <laughs> he, He's AJ not in
0: that yeah, Melvin yeah, situation yeah. He has to come back Otherwise he's just in the same situation next year
1: Yeah All right
0: Next I want to talk about, you know, Marcus Mariota has been terrible in the past. Yep. He hasn't looked that bad
1: this preseason. Mm, he didn't look good this season, this last game.
0: Last week he was like, this week yeah. he looked okay. Yeah. Um, against the Patriots, but maybe he plays us well, who knows. <laughs> um, but Tannehill is looking solid behind. Now,
1: yeah.
0: I don't know how much of this is. Tannehill used to be the starting quarterback, and now he's getting to play against a bunch of seconds and thirds, mm-hmm. and this is like, oh, finally, easy. But... Is he a threat to Mar-
1: Mariota's job this year? I will answer this in two parts. Yes, he is a threat, because Mariota has not proven to be a dynamic uh, winning quarterback. And the second part is, I don't care. I will never start either of them in my team. What's I would never, ever, ever start either of them.
0: What about in a super flex?
1: In a super flex? No. <laughs> okay. okay. I still, they are bottom of the barrel to me.
0: Super flex up. Oh,
1: Maybe in a best ball.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe Mario. All right. And so, one last thing to talk about for this week, Dante Pettis. Yep. He's still missing. Yep. He got one target, zero catches. Yep. I'm worried. Um. Now, Jimmy G is part of the problem, I right. think, but... Is it time for Nico to start throwing
1: alarms as a Pettis owner? I think at this point he can't sell Pedis because this is the lowest valuation Pettis will ever have. You know, you're you're selling him at, at bottom of the market value if you sell him now. So he he has to hold on to him. There's nothing else he can do.
0: I mean, he could, I mean, Debo had one run for 45 yards. Yeah, like just and Debo balled last week. Heard balled last week, and we still haven't heard Pettis' name this preseason.
1: But I. I'm just saying, Pettis will get catches during the season. I could see him having two weeks in a row where he gets, a few, like, two touchdowns, and that's when he's done. Yeah.
0: So what you're saying is he should have sold Pettis earlier. Should sure have, yep. Because Debo has taken this I'm thinking, team over. Now we should have like, him. Like I said, he would. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> got it. Got it. All right. So a couple more things to go over, guys. Of course, the most anticipated part of our week, hard Hard knocks. <laughs> Also known as the Antonio Brown Soap Opera. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, first, I mean, we'll just talk about the episode. We'll, we'll leave the helmet stuff out because I'm hoping it comes up tonight. Uh-huh. They finally confessed the truth of the throat injury. He went to a chiropractor chamber, and apparently, according to Antonio Brown, his feet were circumcised.
1: Yeah. He doesn't know what that word means.
0: Ah, uh, that was quite an interesting choice.
1: I don't um, think when you circumcise a kid, you peel their penis back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then you yeah, know, John Gruden like oh he did nothing wrong it's like dude he didn't no, he, he went, went in the power favor he was yeah. an idiot Ugh, crazy but I don't want to spend the whole time talking about Antonio Brown I will say you know watching one of my favorite parts about watching Knocks is you get a really good feel for the coach and how he plays well not how he plays but how he leads the team and I'm actually really digging John Gruden I was afraid that he was going to be an idiot now again I haven't seen actual coaching from him yeah he is extremely bipolar. <laughs> like watching him on the sideline was like just Glennon on the field, just like you gotta be better. You're like, I love this guy. What are you doing? Like, just wow, he would go everywhere. Um, although when he said that I gotta stop cussing, I was yeah, laughing sure. really, really, really
1: loud. Sure, John. Um, so how do you feel about your coach there, piss boy? That's ridiculous, John Gruden. His claim to fame is he won one Super Bowl on an already established team from Tony Dungy.
0: A super team.
1: Yeah, a super team. They took over, luckily, and then just won a Super Bowl with it. McVay took a seven or eight and eight team and took them to the Super Bowl. He didn't win it, I know, mm-hmm. but still, kind of pissed, boy, come on. Yeah, I, I, it was a weird jab. Um, Although I like seeing those really young pictures of McVeigh, he looks so. That's because he still is. He still is. It's true, it's true. Uh,
0: otherwise, I mean, I have to say, I think Derek Carr was a little bit more natural this week. He was, you know, th- he was there with the kids. It was a little bit more natural. He actually mm. seemed like a real dad, not the "I'm going to be a tough dad." Yeah, don't cry. Yeah. Um, but there was also less time spent on him. So yeah, that's probably yeah. why. Yeah. Um, but again, you know. What Hard Knock does best is the rookies. Yep. Focusing on those edge guys, the people who you're not sure if they're going to make the
1: team or yep. not. And that was back this week. I loved it. Yeah, I um, love Josh Jacobs uh, saying that he's hiding from the cameras, though. Man, that makes me like him more. He's about the business. He's not about, you know, promoting himself. Love it.
0: Well, the funny thing is, I've heard a lot of people say, like, oh, Hard Knocks, that's going to make his draft capital skyrocket. Right. And because he's been hiding, it's done the opposite. David yeah. Montgomery is skyrocketing. Josh Jacobs is kind of staying fat, maybe dropping a little bit, which is, I think, a little crazy. You don't care. Yeah, so I I think that's great. Yeah. Um. Yo, Hunter Renfro sings about as well as me. (laughs) That was so bad. Oh my goodness. That was good. Um. But that being said, Max Crosby, he was great. Uh, his little hip hop ditty was amazing. (laughs) Although I have to agree that a true hip hop fan better know Boosie Collins and better know George Clinton in the Parliament. Okay, George Clinton,
1: yes. Who the heck is Boosty Collins? Boosty. Who the heck is Boost? You're Boosty! Listen, don't make fun of my typo. You're it
0: really I know. You, you can't figure out that Boosty Collins? Who the, who the heck is Boosty Collins? I edited this all out, just so you know. Um, but no,
1: seriously, you gotta know those guys.
0: George Clinton is a legend. George
1: Clinton is, yeah, you gotta got, I'm not even got. a
0: big hip hop guy, and I know George Clinton. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, he, he's no, uh, he's no Lil Pump, but. <laughs> I hate you. Um, <laughs> I think the worst. He's not, what's that guy with the red hair?
0: Oh, oh. No, you're screwed up, <laughs> Um, And the other thing, when Max Rosby broke his hand, mm-hmm. what he was willing to do just to get back on the field, it just yeah. shows what these players are going well, and shows, to make a team.
1: The direct contrast with Rob Ollie. do you remember him from last week? Yeah. What what Max was willing to go through, feels good.
0: Feels yeah. Nice. Um, I also, I did enjoy Keelan Dots, yep. you know, growing up a Raiders fan, growing up in the area. Heartwarming. Your first catch and your first ever Raiders game is a touchdown yeah. in your home stadium okay. with your family all there. Yeah. That's dope. That's Enjoyed great. it for one year. And you know what? I mean, that's something you can only get in Hard Knocks. Nobody else would give a crap about that. So, quote one the, <laughs> the quote of the week, <laughs> our good old friend Jonathan Abram, who can't shut his mouth, but this time I appreciate it. Tom Brady's 42 years old. He's older than my daddy. Tom Brady could have been my daddy. Tom Brady is your daddy, sir. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure
1: Tom Brady liked that.
0: I'm sure. Best I mean, fun. the funny thing is, I'm not much younger than Tom Brady, so I could also be Jonathan Abrams' daddy. <laughs> so, there you go.
1: Alright. Uh, to wrap up this pod, we just wanted to do a quick Best Ball 101 lesson. Just for everyone who's in that league. He doesn't get it. I just wanted to go through a quick a few quick hitters. So first, Dave, why don't you give us a rundown of how it works?
0: The idea behind it is drafting for fantasy football is fun. Managing your team week to week takes too much time. It's working all the waiver wires. You have to remember which lineup you're looking at. Who do I drop on this team versus that team? That's the hassle. Of course, it's important, but best ball lets you have fun on the first part by letting go of the second part. Yeah. So what you do is you're drafting 18 players. This is a combination of quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. You can draft as many of each position as you want on your 18-man roster. There's no limit. Well, we're, there's actually no. There's no limit on each one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then each week, at the end of the week, after all the scores have taken place. The system will then say, okay, who was the person's best quarterback? Who was their best running backs? Who was their best wide receivers? Who was their best tight end? And who should be in their flex spots? And it will pick those players for you automatically after the fact. This isn't some predictive algorithm that's going to think how you're going to do next week. It does it on actual data. Yeah. So then it adds up your scores, and then there's no head-to-head matchups. Nope. You're not facing anybody. You're just getting your score week after week. And at the end of the season, we do top-to-bottom total
1: points scored. Yeah, so if your player gets injured, gets suspended, he's out. It doesn't matter. You can't replace him. So, and, yeah, that's right. It's a good point. You, there's no waiver wire. Yeah, there's no
0: trading. Nothing. At the end of the draft, you are done. You are going to wait to see if I owe you money at the end of
1: the year. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, uh, best is kind of interesting in that you draft a little bit differently. And w- the main difference is you're looking at these boomer bust people, right? People like Derrick Henry who get, like, 80% of his points in four games or something like that, You, th- those people are a little bit more valuable because you don't have to worry about those miss weeks. You're only concerned about the hit weeks. In in the same vein, you don't have to worry too much about the injured-prone people. I mean, the worst thing in fantasy is when you start somebody in your lineup And then they, like, re-aggravate an injury in the first quarter, and they're out for the rest of the week, right?
0: Yeah, so Amari Cooper headaches. Also, this is where satellite backs come in great. James White is a nightmare to play in the regular season because you never know when he's going to score 30, when he's going to score 2. Yeah. But in best ball, he's a goldmine. You will always get those boom weeks, never get those bust weeks. So Tariq Cohen, James White, they're always great to have.
1: Yep. For the second tip, because there's no streaming, because week to week you're not looking at, what tight end, what QB you can take off the waiver wire, these positions tend to go a little bit higher in best ball drafts. People want to have the assurance of a weekly scorer.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, this is where Eric Ebron comes back to the previous point. Ebron is great in best ball. Yep. because He's going to get you a lot of duds, but he's going to get you those 30s as well. You want that in your lineup.
1: Yeah. And, lastly, be careful of stacking. What you want to do is you want to be able to get the most potential points each week. If you have Odell, Chubb, Mayfield, and Njoko on the same team and then the Browns score six points, you are screwed that week. You want to make sure that you have a a market share in as many places as possible. Diversify your team. All right.
0: So, hopefully, this guy's helped you out. Uh, if you're not in our dynasty league and you haven't heard this, I'm sorry. Huh. Um, if you are, I'm sorry you had to hear the first Um <laughs> uh, But, you know, we wanted to do a little something else to help you out if you are doing in that league or if you're looking at other best ball leagues. Yep. Uh, so, I think that pretty much wraps up this week. Yeah. Uh, for the Ghost Fantasy Football Podcast, I'm your host, Dave.
1: I'm Jubal.
0: See you next time.